Jason, you want to give a little intro here in our our, our first, uh, I don't want to say first, but we did our intro with Jared and tell him what we got here. You love those cold starts and throwing them put, on me, put don't you? Put you on the spot. That's the second one in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is the new venture. You know, I'm looking forward to it because we've got Jared Moss from Best Gun Dogs, also Best Hound Dogs, and getting to dive a little deeper into... Uh, the deeper things in training, you know? Uh, So if you haven't checked it out, check out the previous bonus episode where we kind of talk about what Jared's got going on and his history with the hounds and bird dogs and training. So we really just want this to be a good resource for people and, you know, send in your questions. If you have training questions, you call W, we're not going to answer them. Right. I mean, that's just our policy, but you, we'd love to hear your questions and yeah. And get them the, to the good, professionals. <laughs> this is the format that we'll try to answer some of those questions that people have. So if you're new and right. you want, you got questions about training a dog or, you know, equipment, we'll answer if you got if equipment questions. But yeah. anyway, so let's go into it. We don't want, we only got, we're going to do 25 to 30 minute sessions. So we don't got much time. We've already wasted a minute. Jerry. Yeah, now I'm wasting it. <laughs> now you're wasting it. See, I kicked, no, I think oh, you see today. What I, that, Jared, you just, you just kicked yeah, him under the bus. He's no, good at I think, that. I think this is a great platform to learn. And it's a great platform to share, answer questions because you can go, you know, even in a 20-minute podcast, that's that's a long format answer. Usually you got an article somewhere or a book you're trying to read. And I look back at some of the things that I was trying to learn in the beginning and I was reading all these books and it would have been so awesome to have, to be able to drop a comment on that guy's Instagram and be like, right. hey, what, you know, Dave Walker, what were you talking about here? You know, right. <laughs> and, and get some feedback from him. I mean, that's priceless. So. I, so like today's episode, we, we've already kind of talked about, we're going to do e-callers, e-callers, but beyond that, I think a lot of people just look at e-callers as one function. It's a shot caller. Like that's what most people refer to it as. And when I, I know I'm talking to people in, in the personal side of things, mm-hmm. it's not just a shot caller. It's a, it is an electrical training caller that's got multiple stimulations. And sure. I'd like to kind of have you talk about how you use the different stimulations for different situations. Great. I'm assuming there's a different time and place for, for commands. Because uh, I know I've used those, like the vibrate function for something different. Sure. And everybody does something different. So, you know, the, well, this We're, podcast isn't going to be like, this is the only way to do it. But, right. Jared, I want you to take over here. And I, I think you there's... To, you got a lot of experience in the bird dog. If you haven't heard that intro, you know, you've been doing training bird dogs for a, a, a ton of years. You, yep. Now you're starting to train some hounds. And so yep. explain what an e-collar is. And In our world, it, it did get a negative notation in the bird dog world for a long time that the e-collar was just a, just a shocking device, right? Just to correct bad behavior. And well, the way we, the way I use it today now is it, I look at it as basically a Wi-Fi source between me and my dog. It's an extension of having a big long rope, and it's an opportunity for me to communicate with that dog. It's a communication tool if it's taught properly. So, if you look at the e collar today, like Jason was saying, it has, you know, even the Alpha has 18 different levels of stimulation, and it can be high, low, medium on those 18 different levels. There's so much thing, so much you can do with the e collar if you do it properly. Use it wrong and throw it in there when the dog's not ready for it. And you're going to create a negative situation with that dog that may take a lot of work to get him mentally to work through. One, what's the net? What's the first thing that comes to your mind with somebody using e-collar wrong? Um, they put it on the dog. 
they haven't done any preliminary work with the dog, and then they start pushing buttons. And, and I can I can appreciate being a customer and you just spent a couple hundred dollars on something with this shiny right. red button or red, you know what I mean? Like you get it home and you're like, <laughs> I want to see if it works. I want to see if it works. Yep. And that's the worst thing a guy can do. That is. And what I have found is with all my clients that we train here, we literally take the collar out. And if they've bought a collar, we link it all up. And then I put it on the palm of their hand and we put it on number one. And we hit the button so they can feel exactly what that number one is. And 90% of the men that work with their hands, number one and two, they can't even feel it, right? Yeah. They, don't, they just don't even, they got calloused hands and they're like, what, you know, and we're on level three and it's barely, they're barely getting this little tingle on the palm of their hand. And they don't realize that you can use just that little bit of a, that little bit of stimulus. That's all you really need to teach a dog to either recall, to teach him to get off of a certain game that you don't want him to chase. So, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that people think that it's, it's a negative tool. It can be a negative tool. Yeah. I had a gal last week came in and same thing. She was right. very afraid of, of, you know, and this was not a hound. This was not a hounds person. This was not a bird dog hunter. Right. It was not a hunter at all. And, and, uh, she ended up getting a system and the dog wasn't behaving. And she's like, Oh, I just, I, I don't want to shock the dog. And I'm like, let me just show you. And I, I, I didn't do it to her, but I showed me. I said, right. I can't even feel it right now. And I said, you know, you got to get over your pretense of what shocking yes. collar means. And and using it wrong, absolutely. You can, you can wreck a dog. You know what I mean? You can definitely ruin a dog's day and you can ruin your day if you're trying to hunt with that dog. There's two ways of looking at it, I think, though. Like you can have it as a correctional device which is where it got the bad rap, you know, people not using it as a finely tuned tool. They just use right. it as an on-off switch. You're either doing something good and you're not getting stimulated right. or you're doing something wrong and you're going to get, you know, shocked. Yeah. But really, I mean, Jared, what do you feel about it more as an attention breaker? Because that's how I try to explain it to the people I, I talk to. Is like my goal is to just break that dog's attention from what it's wanting to do to refocus to yeah. where it's it's a great it is a great tool to refocus and it's even a better tool to train with right so we teach everything on a leather training collar that has these little prongs on the inside it creates a point of contact on that dog's neck so i teach a dog to recall i teach a dog to heal i teach him to whoa all with the leather collar and then i add the e-collar on conjunction with the leather collar so when i tug on the leather and I, t and I nick the collar simultaneously, he feels a similar stimulus on his neck. So now I'm going to be able to use, since I've done this all this preliminary work with my leather training collar, um, now I can use the e-collar in conjunction with that, and I can start teaching him to stay in place or stay in woe or not bark or not jump or recall or even I could teach anything, and it can and it doesn't have to be a negative it's just a it's regular rope me tugging on the rope and the dog goes oh hey i need to redirect i need to pay attention i need to so, i need to refocus so it can so be more i'm gonna get from free dog training for a minute this is why we're doing the podcast <laughs> buddy just needs help <laughs> with his Brittany. free dog training for my puppy that's right i got my my Brittany. we're gonna sadie's gonna be on these podcasts she's gonna be famous but um i have she minds well. She goes out. I, I I guess I treat her more like a hound than I do a bird dog. I'd like to try to hunt with her at some mm -hmm. point. 
Um, yeah. I think she's got enough natural drive. I'll probably screw her up. Just, you know, she, she'll never just be send a... her down here for 60 days and we'll, yeah, <laughs> exactly. My kids would be like, where's Sadie? Uh, I know so... the bill the W <laughs> that's right. And then, um, but she is recalled, you know, that tone, like I train all my hounds with mm-hmm. tone yep. and she is quick to recall. And I have used that when she's off and not listening to me. Um, right as a hard recall i guess you know yeah so you're saying in in my head i'm thinking well i'm not going to be able to use that command now to tell her to whoa because she's going to flip around and come right back to me exactly what you're telling me yeah yeah so if you use tone as your recall uh dogs are big on audio so if you use uh, if you use that tone to recall yeah you won't be able to use it to to whoa now you can use your to whoa no, what I, I I don't. I actually teach all the dogs to whoa with that leather training collar. We teach them to stand up and stand tall, and then I add in a level like a level two stimulus with the tug. So it's as if I was standing there with the rope, tugging the rope, and asking that dog to stand or whoa. Then I can nick the dog on two, and the dog can get the exact same reminder of oh that means I'm supposed to stand up and and not move my feet, freeze right. So it's really handy later on when you start woe training and you're 20 feet away, 50 feet away, 100 feet away, your dog slams a covey of chuckers and you're 30 yards down the hill and it's going to take you 10 minutes to get there because it's you're, you're crawling over boulders and all that stuff. And the dog does that check out of the corner of his eye and you can touch number two on the, on the e-collar and he goes, yes, sir, got it. I, that's the Wi-Fi message. That's the text message that says, don't move, freeze. And he goes, oh, yeah. And it's not even a negative for that dog at all because we've used it so many times in a positive situation. I'm using my e-caller to wa- send him a text message that says, don't move. Okay. It's not so, always pain. No. And that's what people it's so don't It's understand. so low. The, the stimulus is so low. Like we've talked to, you put this on the palm of your hand and touch two. You're, you guys, it's less than the vibrate on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to use the vibrate on my e-caller. I'm never going to use stimulus. And I'm like, yeah, but put the vibrate in there and feel how much it vibrates. How much, how much weight is that on the dog? How much is he like, cool? How, you know, what, what kind of response is he receiving versus just a really small tingle that's lightning fast. So what about recall? What about you want your dog to come back to you? So I teach him on the long line. And then once they're doing really good on the long line, what I mean by that is I can tug the long line and remind him, Hey, come here and pull in through with the long line. When I tug the long line, I'll have the e-collar on there, and I'll give him a short little stimulus. What's and we'll do what a kind t- of stimulus? Just like a two, a number two. Still a two. Yep. I use the Pro 550 a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll use, it only goes one to six, and we'll use two on that. And so he'll get used to so filling the, the two. what's the difference between two for a whoa and two for a come? You just have the, the audio come command? Or like- yeah, so you're, you're going to yep, you're gonna set up some audio with with the stimulus. It's a reinforcement, right, Jared? Like you're using it as a reinforcement for multiple commands. Correct. So for example, when we teach the dog woe training and I'm sitting there and I tug up on the leather collar, I jingle the leather collar and tug. He gets an audio and he gets uh, a physical touch. And then when I do that with the leather and the e-collar, he'll fill both of those stimuluses. And then I'll add the verbal on top of that. So everything we teach is a nonverbal and then a visual and then a verbal. So there's these three layers of training into this dog. And when he goes on, when I get to it, I can tell him, whoa, 
and Nick the e-caller, he's intelligent enough to go, oh, whoa means don't move. And that little Nick on the e-caller is that text message reminding me not to move. Okay. Versus if I say here and he looks at me and goes, ha gives me the bird. And I touch the two, he goes, oh, crap, I forgot. You do have a 500-foot rope on here. You can send me the message. And and if it doesn't respond, that's when you'd increase. Then then it turns into a negative stimulation? Then it goes to a constant. So instead of a nick, I go to a, I go to stimulus on, continuous pressure until he'll... Which is two or two or three? Two continuous. No, stay. I'm going to stay on two. I'm going to go from a nick to a continuous. And if he'll advance towards me as soon as he starts making those first three or four steps... Then I'll release the continuous. Okay. And about three or four of those, the dog goes, oh, okay, I know what you wanted. I get it. So the, the e-caller used properly, we can use it to train, condition the dog to do what we want him to do. And then it's not negative in any way, shape, or form because What if the dog knows. takes off and, and keeps going? Whether it's chasing birds or... or Good like... question. Yep. So from a two... Then all of a sudden the jackrabbit jumps up and he's chasing, he's burning the jackrabbit down. So, In my situation this weekend was a right? deer. I look there over the go. side and I see this deer running through the woods. <laughs> I'm like, huh, that's a deer running right there. And yeah. I see that little Brittany go, burp, 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 why is he burp, running? <laughs> right. Now, so, if you haven't done your e-car work, buddy, then you better not touch the button, right? <laughs> I touched the button. But... Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a hound guy. He's a hound guy. He's like, I got a wire. <laughs> I got a wire. Yep. But, uh, I, I would go from two to three, and I would just have my hand on the dial right there. Two, if I don't get a response, three st- three continuous, and hopefully that continuous. You can go from three to six pretty fast, and most dogs in that range will go, whoa, wait a minute. I'm doing something yeah. I'm supposed to, right? What what? Why is he? Why is there a continuous on there? Makes something sense. Different. Yeah, if, if yeah. you go continuous stimulation and it goes from two – Three, four, five, six, a dog goes, oh, crap, wait a minute, what's going on? Not very comfortable. I think that's really misunderstood by people, too. Like, the difference between one and two is very much different than the difference in five and six. Yeah. You know, and how it corresponds with the dog and how, just the level. Right. So, um... So on I, a ha- I don't think I've hit a, I hit a dog. A, I think the last time I hit a dog on a six was like he was diving on a porcupine. It's a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that, and, but he, that was a two year old dog that knew exactly what it was doing. I was like, yeah, no, you no know. And he's flipping me the bird and I'm getting pissed. Right. It's like, no, dude, we're not going to pull Keep those the emotions out of e collar training 100%. Right. Or we'll I had you. a, yeah, I had a, a problem in the beginning with, with being too aggressive on the e-collar and it definitely made for some not um not productive training sessions if you would or not productive hunting sessions meaning the dog would either cower into the truck or go you know i mean just would not respond it didn't want it was like yeah screw this hunting shit (laughs) you know what i mean i'm over it well you know what at first i thought it a lot of it was like the dogs were scared or fearful but now i think more that they're just confused they're like, what yeah. the heck was that? Yeah. Why? And so when they're so confused, they go into the truck, or they're so confused that they cower down and quit hunting. Then, then you yeah. got to look as and a they trainer. Probably feel your energy because you're mad. Yeah. So they they as a trainer, you have pheromones, everything. They pick up on all of it. Go back right. and listen to like Yuri's podcast where he's talking about just cues off of your body, and they read yes. that tenseness. Right. Well, yeah. and they can they can yeah they can feel all of that. 
but mo but most people that are hitting buttons too cat too fast too soon most of the time it's the dog's confused he's like what the heck why what what am i you you haven't done your homework as a trainer to set them up to be successful yeah yeah now if i have a dog um like my young pups or whatever if they try to trail off while i'm roading or whatever and they want to go mess around with a deer track or whatever right. I, mean, I don't let them just run it but i'll let them go and then i get out of i get away from that position so wherever they left the road me and the big dogs i i i'm like go run go 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 <laughs> like leave this puppy alone here. you know what i mean like right and then if that pup doesn't automatically most of the time i don't even have to shock it it just comes back on the road and it's like oh where'd everybody go and right. it wants to be with us and so it's it's sure. like oh it doesn't like getting left behind yeah because when i know it's messing with something that it shouldn't i try to leave the pup behind you know what i mean yeah um and then if that doesn't if they're like we're taking this one dad you know with or without the pack we don't care and i'm like okay well and that's right. when i'll nick a dog and get it to stop. And as soon as it stopped, what I want that dog to do is I want that to get to the road and be like, where'd everybody go? Like, everybody oh, what? everybody left. They they didn't. Um, right. But you can't be, too, I don't be too aggressive with it because there are times where that pup could be the one starting the good race. You know what I mean? So it's it's really sure. you know, sure difficult. But that's something that I do. For me, trash breaking now is, is I don't want to be at the position. You know, I don't want that dog... Um, and, and I guess it'd be different if you were turning loose on tracks, like in the snow, that's where you are. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, if I'm not, there's not, I, I don't want to be where that track started. You know, I, I want to be yeah. away from that dog. I, I was able to hunt with a, a gentleman up in um, Oregon and he puts everything up on the box and we roaded, or sorry, we were rigging a lot of, a lot of stuff and we, we hunted hard for like two or three days. We even hunted at night once and, he had possums coming across the road. He had all these different game crossing in the middle of the night. And he had a young dog up on the box. And if that young dog got a little nosy or got excited, he would just hit the tone button. And I watched that guy in two or three days trash break a dog. I mean, pretty pretty awesome because yeah. here he is. He's using a, a shock collar where he's just using the tone button. But he's teaching that dog in a very two or three day period after you see 30 possums and four foxes and all this stuff cross the road. And that dog gets a good whiff of it, and then he tones it. It didn't take much for that guy to to teach that dog, hey, we're not after those those things, you know. And it was just like for me, as a dog trainer, I was like, wow, how how awesome is that to put a dog up on a box, and be moving through this country, and ex he's getting, you know, he's getting twenty or thirty exposures in an evening hunt, and you're teaching him yeah, right there yeah. on the box. I mean, this that was awesome. It was so cool to see. Yeah, another great way. Well, to I think there's those those devices. There's a couple different ways. Like when you're you're trash breaking, either you tell them what not to run, or you're teaching them what to run. You know, like I have dogs right now that have never been shocked on off game because we've worked on the tone and the recall. Like Buddy was saying, to the point where they've just been conditioned. Like, and really, I think trash breaking comes into more conditioning. You're you're forming them into that more than a hey, we're going to light you up and ruin your night over it. Because a dog that, like, pees and cowers when they smell something bad, like, to me, that's not breaking a dog. Like, it's breaking it, it in it's one like way, breaking. but not in the set that we want. You're breaking that dog's yeah. spirit. You know, it's hunt. It's everything. Right. 
Instead of just molding him, you're breaking him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The the big takeaway for me learning was, um, and it's the same. That's why I'm I'm glad you're you're here, Jared, because you can talk about the bird dogs and some of the things that you're doing with a bird dog and a training and an e collar, which I'm already doing wrong with my bird dog because I'm not that smart. (laughs) And I'm probably not going to be, you know what I mean? I, I'm just, I'm probably not going to break out the lead and, and work on the long lead. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I'm going to try and do it naturally. I'll get some birds and, and maybe it's not the best bird dog ever, but it's going to do for me. You know I, mean? I can already tell she's got a good enough handle that mm-hmm. I can work with the dog enough that I'm going to be happy with the way she handles. Sure. Um, but the takeaway is on those e-collars and that's what this topic's about to circle back around. Sure. Is, really don't work on the top end of that e-collar that e-collar is you know that the top end of that is is like you said a porcupine a highway or a road you know at some point where safety the safety of the dog is what those higher levels should be used for or very stubborn situations where the dog knows better and you know yeah they're giving you the bird yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's What's great is if you do a lot of work on that low stuff, you you very rarely have to go up there, right? Because it's like yeah. they they feel a five and they're like, whoa, yeah, we're we're done. Whatever this yeah. was, we're done. I don't care what's going on. I'm done. So yeah, yeah. That, I don't even know there's an eighteen. <laughs> yeah, they they never. I don't think I put a dog on eighteen for uh, forever. So they just don't need to because you've done enough work, enough conditioning enough molding yeah. like Jason was saying just keep showing them the right stuff and um, man it's it, anyway I didn't mean to pull away yeah. from there buddy but yeah we, no no absolutely we don't want to um, the one thing is is there's there's overly aggressive so so that that high end of of uh, you know the high end I want to say the top half of whatever whatever you have on your device whether it's one through six or it's one through 18 just right. cut it in half. And that upper half you should rarely be using. Like, exactly. if you're using those upper levels too much, and I, I hate telling people, you know, good or bad or indifferent, but you're probably not a really good dog trainer. You know what I mean? You probably could benefit from. <laughs> see, I'm going to piss people off. Just call it out there. Y'all well, suck at it. You, you that, should that, or you're not communicating very good, right? Exactly. Your you know, communication you're... sucks. You need to get better at t- telling that well, dog what you want him to do. Yeah. You might be divorced a couple times. You might you might have some other issues in your life. Don't I'm take it out on the e collar. And, well, but and it, I can only say that because I was there. I mean, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I yep. was not communicating with the dog the way I wanted to. I was shutting the dog down. Right. And now, I don't get me wrong, I've used that upper half, but it's on a very, yeah. I mean, it's because I am want, I, I've learned to communicate enough, and the dog knows exactly what it's doing. Like, yes. it's not carrying under my truck. No. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to the dog box. It's whatever it is. It's I gave it a command. It knows what I want it to do. Right. And it decided, Hey, it's, it just doesn't want to do it. And that's when I use the upper levels. I don't use it when it doesn't know, you know, what, yeah. what it wants. And the well, other it's... side. So the whole part of that conversation was being too afraid of it as well. Whereas people are, Oh, I, I don't want to shock the dog. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Right. And, and that's the, ex, it's like two extremes. You want to kind of be in the middle there. Um, and the, the gal that, that came in this week, was way too extreme the other way where she wanted to do everything with no stimulation and um 
just didn't have the, she was just afraid of it. And her anxiety, what I seen, you know, I'm not a bird trainer, but it was a short hair and it came out and she was like telling me that, oh, the dog does this and this and this, and it's just afraid of the collar and, and, and what, whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. But I was like, you're conveying your anxiety to this dog. You're Correct. afraid of this. And this dog is feeling your anxiety. Correct. You haven't shocked it, but she wouldn't let go of the dog. You know what I mean? She was afraid to let it go for you call her. And I'm like, just let the dog go for a minute. You know what I mean? Like we're, right. we'll get the dog back. I'm not worried about the dog running away um, because it, it would recall and it did things. Sure. And so it's like the other opposite. You know what I mean? There's two, there's two yes, pendulums. You, know, you don't really want to be on one is on the heavy side. And then one is on the too light side. You kind of want to, yeah. you kind of want to balance it, I think. And that's true with a lot of things, but. Yeah. I think the, the light side is, is one on it. They're not, they're not educated on what, what the collar actually does. They mm -hmm. think it's like sticking your finger in a light socket. That's what they feel like the dog yeah. is going to get right. Yeah. Lightning bolts going to come out of the sky and their dog's going to go and just, and be terrified for the rest of his life. So they're not yeah. educated on the collar and, um, Education, I think, once once you showed her, hey, look, this device can do these things. It can just vibrate if you want it. You can just tone if you want it. It can track him. If you just need to track him, you can track him. Once they get over that fear and they start to see some of the education, they're like, okay, this is a good this is a good tool. I just need to learn how to use it. And I and and a lot of the people that have come to me that didn't want to use e collars, they get comfortable with an e collar. All it is is an extension of their leash, if the if yeah. used properly. And and once they see that, they go, man, I would never, I'll never run with my dog on leash again. I'll run right, with him yeah. with my e collar. It's a safety. This is my safety device. If if another neighbor's dog approaches us, I can tone my dog, and he just yeah. sucks right in, and he goes, oh yeah, I know what I'm supposed to do. And yep. And it's it's. I'll be honest. It's probably saved a lot of dogs' lives over over the last. At least my hounds, you know, just the tracking the tracking side of, of an e collar, being able to go out and find a dog that's lost, that's huge. As I probably sell twenty or thirty collars a year to guys that are going to go hunt bird dogs in South Dakota, and they don't think they need that GPS. Yeah. The first year I took the Alpha One Hundred out there, and I realized that my dogs were on point behind me, and I'd walk past them because we were in these high cattails, and it happened like five times on one hunt. I went, holy cow, they're 34 feet from me, but the cattails right. were so thick I couldn't even see them. And I'd have walked past those dogs on point. Um, yeah, I, I, you don't think, most bird dog guys don't think they need that GPS capability. And then they realize, whoa, this is a safety tool. Like if my dog yeah, gets lost right. in Iowa and I've never hunted Iowa, I can pull up this garment, I can go find him. And that's, yeah. it's huge. Cool. Well, um, wrap her up, Jason. Oh, are you trying to wrap her up? Well, I was just going to kind of see what you guys thought of this because I was talking with a hunting buddy of mine and we were kind of joking around about like the language we both speak. So e-collars is something we can speak as humans and dogs understand. Okay. But like my thought process on it is it's not necessarily English though. Okay. So like you said, we have to know how to use these tools before a dog can understand it or not understanding causes confusion and those dogs to act out of character, Correct. hide under trucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So from personal experience as somebody who has ruined more than one dog, remember, we're it's our job to learn how to speak that language more so than it is for that dog to understand that language 100%. is how I try to look at yes. things. 
100%. And I just didn't know what you guys thought on that. Yeah, I think yeah. learning as a dog trainer, as a dog man, learning when, when, when to back off and when to chill out and when to realize that you're not communicating clearly, that's probably the, that'll probably get you further along in training than anything. Knowing when to stop, shut up, quit, yeah. put the dog in the box, go home. Cause you're, he's confused, you're frustrated and it's all gone. It's all gone. Whether you're pointing dogs or hounds, it doesn't matter. But I think, yeah, yeah as, as you learn to communicate and to learn to read their body language and learn to read the language and speak the language, yeah, I think you're going to use the tools inside their language a lot more effective. There's a lot of crossover with that. Because I, like, I, I, was, I was talking to my wife, that was the last week or whatever, and I said, I'm really glad that I got this bird dog. And I had a bird dogs earlier, like I had short hairs as kids, but I never fully trained them. You know what I mean? They, they, they'd come here, they'd sit, they play fetch or whatever. You know what I mean? It was whatever was natural. Um, but getting this Brittany, after having gone through several hounds and and at least getting to a point where I'm, I'm a lot more consistent than I was. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes, mm -hmm. and I've, I kind of feel like I'm at least getting my feet under me on on the on the hounds or the dogs or whatever and and establishing myself as 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 the leader of the pack and then getting that bird dog i'm really it's it's a it's just it's just unique because i can see the differences but at the same time i've learned to speak hound and dog dog and so i'm just like ah, like the kids will get all excited about the, the bird dog like, hey, just give it a minute here just 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 chill out for a second you know that right. She's running around. Let her run around for a minute. Like I, there'll be a time that we'll rein that in. Sure. But it, it, I've had to yeah. learn that with hounds. You know, is I wanted those hounds just to be. Blah, 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 blah. Now I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's a pup, man. I don't. Right. Until it yeah. gets my attention, you know, it just gets turned out, and and then I'll be like, huh, that that's the pup. <laughs> you know, the pup's starting to bark, and right. and then I'll be like, oh, so I don't really pet a pup. I, you know, I mean, there's a lot I don't do with a, a puppy at a tree, um, and. Until it kind of does the right things. And then I look for those opportunities to be like, now's the time that I want to reinforce that pup. You know what I mean? Like, that pup sure. did really good this time. And the same thing with that bird dog is, is the kids get all excited or, you know, and I'm like, that there's a time. Don't pet it. Don't just, I didn't like what she just did right there. Let's just not pet the dog. Right. Let's just ignore her. And well, there'll be another time to pet the dog. You know, there's another time to reinforce the behavior right. and try to have a little bit of patience. Um, so I think learning that communication and learning to chill out and look for the right opportunities, like you're saying, Jason, is, is kind of learning how to speak and, you know, and not be so anxious to either push the button or, you know, expect to, right. to get a dog to perform overnight. You know what I mean? Like th this takes time. This takes years to, yeah. to do it right for hounds, especially. I mean, you're just not going to pull a dog it out. It takes more than one podcast because you ran out of time. Buddy took up the last minute. There. 31 minutes. <laughs> 31 minutes. <laughs> Anything on this e-caller? I think we've covered it and we've covered it pretty good. Um, Jared, sum it up, man. What, what, it's, what's it's, that e-caller for? That e-caller is just an extension of your leash, whatever you've taught on leash. And it's a tool. And if you use it properly, you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to get there faster with whatever it is you're teaching. Recall, you know, trash breaking, teaching a dog to be on place or whoa, or run with you as you're going out to run that new Brittany pup and get some energy out of him. Um, 
Use it as a tool. So, so, so for a dummy it. like me, if somebody was being too aggressive with the e-collar, what would that look like on the on the leash? What would I be doing on the leash if, if I were? You if know, what, you, what's a six on a leash? What, what's that? Yeah, six on the leash is a choke chain, and you just yanking, hanging, hanging it, and just cranking <laughs> on them, and smack, and spinning them, and throwing their head everywhere, and just just getting after them, just really cranking on a dog and turning him hard. I, and I, what's that going to do for the dog? What, I mean, what, he's going to shut what, down. Unless yeah. unless he's completely being oblivious, you know, there's really no other reason. Unless he's jumping on a coon or a skunk or or he's biting your neighbor, there's really no yeah. reason for that. And yeah. there's a time and place for those things, you know, safety or or individually hurting somebody else or their dog, another person. But barking, biting, jumping, those types of things, you know, a quick correction is always great. But outside yeah, of that, no one's doing wrong. Should be soft. Reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> I, it it's a great tool. If you don't know how to use it, you don't know how to turn it on, get with W. If you've never owned one of these products, get with W. Tell them what you got. Tell them you got a Brittany. Tell them you got a Hound. Whatever it is you need help with, and they'll help you get the right device. I think that's a big misnomer. I think a lot of guys go spend eight hundred dollars and they needed the three hundred dollar tool. That's all they needed, sure. right? So those questions on products, on which one to get and when to get it and when to start using it and why I should, how to turn it on and tech problems. That's W's going to be able to answer all those questions. Yeah. Do you have any good resources to point somebody to that wants to read? Like if, if, you know, for, for training a, a bird dog or whatever that, you know, we, we kind of touched it here, you know, and given the overview, but where yeah, would somebody go for some steps? Like, okay, here's, here's the first things to be doing with an e-collar. Yeah, don't go to YouTube. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> YouTube is like There's a pile of YouTube bad you, bad videos. YouTube is like a fire hydrant. And if you try to sit on there for two hours and, and watch all those different things, you're you're probably gonna be confused and then you're gonna portray that confusion to the dog. So um as far as with the e collar, I I've gotta look back. But Maurice Lindley, training with Mo, that book is is really, really good because he goes step by step on how to how to introduce the e-collar and do it do it properly from a bird dog standpoint i think that's a great one so your advice when they get this brand new shot collar out of the system is don't be too anxious to push the button yeah like wait for the right opportunity even before then make sure you're getting the right device call w and tell them hey man this is what i got and this is what i'm trying to do what device do i need and then from there call w and tell figure out how to turn the dang thing on and link up the collars because ninety percent, we're of people, hoping you can help us with this, Jared. Well, most of people can't <laughs> yeah, blow do that. our phones up. We're yeah, like, oh, most I'm... most people can't. Yeah. They don't know how to yeah. link stuff, and yeah. oh, it happens a lot. And then, um, yeah, and then and then before you put it on the dog, put that thing on the palm of your hand, and touch number one and touch number two, and realize that it's not it's not a negative thing. Like it's not hurting the dog. Right. When you throw an e collar on a dog and you start pushing buttons and he gets confused and shuts down and goes and sits under the truck the first time it's usually because he's confused it's not because he's hurt yeah and so you just need to start off with a low one or two and add that into your daily routines really low stimulus then the dog's going to get conditioned to having the e-collar on and part of life and then when you need to go to four or five or six you've done hundreds of reps on one and two and it's not a big deal they don't they don't get confused or shut down awesome that makes sense well, we're going to wrap this one up. We went a little bit over, but hopefully this topic uh, helps somebody out. If you got any other topics you want to hear about, 
man, email us, message us. There's a way to get a hold of us. Let us know what questions you guys want us to try to cover. You bet. Topics. Appreciate you guys.